Our text for this, the Festival of the Holy Trinity, is taken from the Gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, who do you make yourself out to be? It's one of the questions Jesus was asked when he said first, truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The same question could be asked of you and me who make all sorts of claims about ourselves and our powers and our talents and our abilities. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus' final answer to their questions was this, again, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, he is saying this, I am God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He asserts that he, he is indeed greater than Abraham and the prophets. He is not the one who dishonors God. They are. They dishonor God by claiming to know God while rejecting Jesus. So Jesus sets the record straight. He says, if I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. So what are they lying about? What are we lying about? Who do you make yourself out to be? We, along with them, are lying about who we are. It's our default position since the fall. Today we call it identity politics. Identity politics Identity politics rips at the fabric of our society. It is dehumanizing because it teaches people to find their identity in non-integral characteristics instead of the core of what it means to be human. Quite frankly, in so doing, we make ourselves out to be no less than God. We do this either by claiming that we can keep his word in and of ourselves without God as if we didn't need him, or by claiming our words make someone or something to be what it is. Like the Jews spoken of in our text, we maintain that we're the good people, don't we? That we keep God's commandments. Remember how the Jews had their bubble popped in their assumption of that? They said to Jesus, look, we don't need your forgiveness. We don't need you. We don't need God. We never committed adultery. We never murdered anybody. What are you talking about? We're the good people. Do you remember how he said that if you even look at a woman lustfully, you've broken this commandment? You've committed adultery. 
We never murdered anybody. Jesus said, have you ever been angry? You're guilty of murder in the eyes of God. This is what has destroyed all of his creation, the crown of his creation. Didn't believe God. Didn't believe his word. But believed the word of a liar. Jesus puts the nail on the coffin when he says this, you must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Or you have no life in you. Wow. We don't keep his word, do we? Only the Son of God, Jesus, who took on our flesh and blood, keeps God's word. And in him we find our salvation. But there's also something going on today, which is so often the case, and you hear it over and over and over through all forms of media, and it's this, that our words make something or someone to be what it or the person is. Even Abraham Lincoln understood the folly of that understanding when he said this. He asked a question. He said, how many legs does a dog have if you call its tail a leg? He answers his own question. Four. Saying that a tail is a leg does not make it a leg. Do you see how we've, like, usurped God? We think our words make the thing what it is. Nothing could be further from the truth. Only Jesus' words make the thing what it is. Let there be light and... Oh, you can do better than that? His word makes it so. Ours don't. You see how we're, we're a fraud? And do you see how this is like seeped into every aspect of our culture? Jesus is not the one with the demon. It's us. The devil is a liar. And we have bought his lie that we don't need God or that we can be gods in and of ourselves. We bought this hook, line, and sinker. But the truth is not that you are God, but rather you are the crown of his creation. That's an awesome thing. That's a, a beautiful thing. You are in the image of God. That image was tainted, tainted, right? But you were created in his image. You are the crown of his creation. As the psalmist writes, when speaking to God, he says this to God. Ah, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Not self-made, not self-constructed, made by God to be 
the recipients of all of his blessings. Jesus is Lord. You're not, nor am I. He was there in the beginning beside God the Father. Our life, salvation, and our identity are gifts that come from the Father, through the Son, by way of the Holy Spirit. Remember in creation, God the Father is there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Holy Spirit hovering over the waters of creation. But Jesus was there too because Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. He's the Word. He's the wisdom from on high as we hear from Solomon through the book of Proverbs. Here's how it is. God said it was so and it was good. That God said is Jesus. He's the Word. And His Word gives and bestows what it says. And it's good. That's right in line with the Gospel writer, St. John, who says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus keeps God's Word as the perfect human being so that in Him, by His Spirit at work through that same Word, we receive His life that conquers death. You see, new life comes from the Father through the Son by way of the Holy Spirit. The Father sent Jesus into the world to redeem us through his suffering, death, and resurrection, to get rid of all of the evil within us, outside of us, and from, from others who would seek to destroy us. The Father sent him into the world. Jesus, the Word made flesh, accomplished our salvation, and his Spirit at work through his Word makes it ours makes it ours. Do you remember I said that the Spirit was hovering over the waters of creation? Well, he was hovering over the waters of the new creation, you, when you were baptized into Christ. Jesus, unlike us, knows God because he is God. He knows God like the back of his hand. He's equal in power and authority as we, we learn today. Now, graduates, you're hitting milestones, right? Some of you graduating and going to high school. Some of you graduating from high school and going on to either other vocations or college. One of us, Jenna Reisky, has received her PhD. Congratulations, Jenna. But whether Jenna with her doctorate or you moving on, there's more to learn. And we really understand that the more you know, the, the less you know kind of mantra. Have you ever heard that? The more you know, the, the more you realize how little you know. That's especially true when it comes to the festival of the Holy Trinity. We can't possibly know him fully. He's infinite and in a sense incomprehensible. Oh, we understand him in 
when attached to his work, the Father creates us, the Son redeems us, the Holy Spirit is the divine mailman who makes all of that ours, right? But when we speak of God in and of himself, he blows our minds. He really does. And doesn't that make sense? With God, there's always more. And as you continue to be daily in his word, weekly, corporately, in worship and studying his word, you will grow in your understanding of how awesome and magnificent and how loving and caring God is to us in Christ that he would take on our flesh and blood in order to redeem us, that he comes to us now to serve these gifts. It's a great mystery. And mysteries aren't totally explained, they're revealed. And the mystery revealed here is this, that God loves you with an everlasting love that he's always here for you no matter what you do or don't do, no matter how bad you fail. He's here because you belong to him. Jesus is, as we heard from the Old Testament lesson today, beside God the Father, and Jesus is his daily delight. God the Father also rejoices in Jesus and in his inhabited world and in the children of man redeemed by Christ. He rejoices in you and me. That's why he gives everything he is and has and delivers them into our hearts and into our lives. Jesus has come by his spirit at work through his word again today so that in him you know God. You know that he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. You know that he's not a false narrative like we hear from this fallen world. That what he did, he did in history with witnesses, one after the other. There's no other religion like that in the world. They all make claims that can't be verified. Jesus did it in front of others. Every miracle, including the grand miracle of rising from the dead. Jesus has come so that you know that God is your Father, who's always going to love you, no matter what, and that you receive the blessing of his unconditional love, both now and forevermore. In Christ, you are children of God, and that's a glorious thing. Who do you make yourself out to be, they asked Jesus. Well, Jesus doesn't make himself out to be anyone. He just is. He's God himself in the flesh. He doesn't glorify himself. The Father glorifies him by sending him into the world to redeem the world, to redeem you and me. And you know what? In Christ... The Father glorifies you too by giving you every gift, every gift that he has. You matter to him. He knows your name. You belong to him. And just as the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, and that each one is 
united in a way that is, is just amazing, right? One is not greater or less than another. He brings us our humanity into the Godhead that we can be united with him and one another in the same way with life as he created and redeemed it to be in the glory of God. So we join today with the Father in glorifying not ourselves, but him. And I'd like to do that in the form of a prayer that a hymn writer writes so eloquently. So please bow your heads, fold your hands. You, O Christ, our King of glory, the everlasting Son, yet you with boundless love sought to rescue everyone. You laid aside your glory, were born a virgin's womb, were crucified for us and placed into a tomb, that by your resurrection you won for us reprieve. You opened heaven's kingdom to all who would believe. You sit in splendid glory, enthroned at God's right hand, upholding earth and heaven by forces you command. We know that you will come as our judge that final day. So help your servants you have redeemed by blood, we pray. May we with saints be numbered where praises never end, in glory everlasting. Amen, O Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for choosing this podcast. Trinity Lutheran Church School and Child Care has been making known the love of Christ in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and throughout the world since 1853 as a congregation gathering around God's Word and sacraments to receive the forgiveness of life everlasting. We invite you to visit us in person. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. You can support our content by visiting our website, trinitysheboygan.org, and click on the Donate button, and check out our YouTube channel for weekly Bible studies and divine service. Music for this production was obtained through a licensing agreement with One License, LLC. Learn more at onelicense.net.